on this week's episode of The Pull. Guess who's back? That's right, your boy, and I'm a married man. And I finally got the chance to sit down and watch Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. So I'll give you the full review and bring things perfect butthole this week on The Pull. John, roll it! I don't know if this is too personal, but like... I was thinking today, like, one of the things I must have when I own my own place, before or after I am married, is a bidet. It seems like an essential thing to life. <laughs> like, there's there's just some problems in this world that could be much better served and taken care of if I had a bidet. You saying you got problems down there, dog? <laughs> yeah. I'm saying there are some you problems. Need some assistance. It would just, it would just be nice. It would just be nice, and, and it saves money on having to buy like, like I don't know, like uh, what are those fucking wet wipes? It would save money if one wanted to buy wet wipes. Um, that's a costly, and it kill, <laughs> kills trees. So I'm trying to just I can't say I actually purchase wet wipes. Save. I've have you ever have you ever actually like used a bidet before? Have you experienced that? Like, I have not. I've got no clue what using a bidet <laughs> is actually like. But again, it's not like a pleasure instrument. It's like yo, I'm trying to stay fresh. Instrument. Right, but like, what if you spend all that money on it and then you don't like? how it feels like you you don't like what it does then you just waste because aren't they like super fucking expensive they might be but it's not like i mean look <laughs> I, we're gonna be real candid with everybody if this is anybody's first podcast they're gonna be like holy <laughs> shit what did i get? what did i just walk but into like, these dudes talking about <laughs> cleanliness but like cleanliness of your asshole but like <laughs> if one is to ever achieve perfect asshole status then like hey, perfect butthole. your perfect butthole status then like no first of all if you're cleaning your ass right you should be cleaning it anyway but like it's never a comfortable situation <laughs> to be cleaning your ass so like i'm not buying the bidet out of comfort i'm buying it out of it being a more efficient way of partly taking care of business and then when you take a shower right then you take care of it then. I don't, I don't know. Just some thoughts, man. Okay. I'm just trying to have a clean butthole, okay? <laughs> Damn. Right. I'm with, I mean, I'm with I'm with the clean butthole. Like I'm I'm with you there. Dang. But I mean, I'm just I'm just worried you're going to go out and, you know, have like a midlife crisis, not that you're in your midlife, but you're going to go out and spend all this money and then you just wasted it. <laughs> but Hey, hey, if you get one though, let me know how it works out cuz I'll I'll drive to Gainesville just to experience it. I mean, by the time I mean, I'm not buying a house in Gainesville. It'll be a while. <laughs> It'll be a while. I'm you know, I bet I could talk Ashley into getting one and then you'll look like a fool cuz you'll have a bidet first. I mean, I'm not against it. It's just like I said, it's a lot of money. I don't know. I'm, hey, I'm open to trying it, right? All right. You got to try everything once. But speaking speaking of speaking of buying things when you get married, you are a married man now, sir. I am. I am. Is is there a, at any point have you thought for a second, holy shit, I'm married? Uh, yeah, basically like every day. Uh, <laughs> 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 like <laughs> basically, it occurs to me at some point throughout the day, I'm just like. Damn, dog, like, 
I'm fucking married. <laughs> Not that that's a bad thing. Yeah, no. It's just like it's kind of a major fucking plot point yeah. in my uh, in my timeline. Especially <laughs> when it's like two weeks ago you weren't married. So like right now it's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely different. I think the and and people and of course the fucking the most common question that I've literally gotten every single day is. Does it feel any different? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. No, it doesn't fucking feel any different. Like, we, I mean, we, for, I, we've been together for like six plus years, so it's really no different at all. Tell you what's different, though, is this wearing like a whole ring thing. Like, I'm not one to wear jewelry yeah. other than like a watch. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest difference. <laughs> and I mean, if I'm being honest and I told her this, it's kind of fucking annoying. Like, I, I, I don't enjoy it, but, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I'm sure it, 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 you get used yeah, to it. Yeah, you'll probably forget it's there. I mean, right. that's how, but, like, uh, people lose their rings anyway. They forget that that shit was on, and, and then yeah. it's fucking gone all of a sudden. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, other than that, there literally ain't shit change other than, like, we got a lot more money than we had two weeks ago from all the gifts and shit. <laughs> <laughs> we no longer struggling, dog. We hey, made it. We hit the top. Hey. Um, but that was a fucking good wedding, man. I don't know how you felt about your wedding, but I thought it was a good ass wedding. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it honestly, everything went super smooth, which, um, I was a little, uh, little concerned about cause there, I've heard so many horror stories of just like, you know, terrible shit happening on your wedding day. But I, for the most part, I think everything went off without a hitch. Like it, yeah. it was a good day. It was a beautiful day. Um, you know, weather was perfect too, um, which is key on an outdoor wedding. And, um, I think everybody seemed to have a good time. Um, it seemed like also like did, so. traditionally wedding days are hectic. And I, and like, I had it in my mind. I was like, we're the dude side. We're not going to have that. Like, but then we roll up to the cabin an hour before this motherfucker starts. And, and it wasn't an hour. I mean, it was like hour 15 minutes. Maybe. <laughs> oh, we had that 15-minute cushion. But then, but then, and I just got to tell people this. So, like, the place that, that Danny and Ashley had their wedding, uh, this spot, Glen St. Mary Nursery, awesome spot. But, like, you, you're rolling through Glen St. Mary, and first of all, it's small as fuck town or i don't even know if you could call you're not it really town. rolling through anything yeah like. you're like <laughs> it's like going down a dirt road yeah. that's it um and so i'm driving through this little like roads to get to this place and the houses are all clearly very old but very like cute little properties and stuff and i get onto the the fucking nursery and i see the first building and all i knew was to go to a cabin because uh danny wasn't as efficient at sending out invites as um probably his his wife was so like i didn't have all the little details um so i roll up on the first cabin place and that's where the women are getting ready and where the wedding and reception shit's at so then um i got directions to where to go so i'm driving down this road and i'm taken by the sights on the left hand side of the road well if i'd been paying attention to the right i would have found where to go so like i i see this big white house and I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I keep on rolling. And I'm looking for a bamboo wall, basically. Don't see it. <laughs> pass a barn. Um, pass a whole bunch of shit. Then I start passing fields. And then, like, I feel, and, and hopefully no one's offended by this, but this is legitimately what it looked like. I felt yep. as if I was on the set of 12 Years a Slave all of a sudden. Yep, yep. And, like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? Where am I? Um, it gets real country yeah, real quick. Yeah, like. it, and, and clearly that—that's when I realized I was like, "This is a plantation," and uh, and so like 
Then I have to call him back up and I'm like, yo, I'm at the back of like a plantation. Where am I? And that's yeah. when our boy West was like, you got to turn around. Me and Aaron will meet you. So they led me back to the cabin. And next to the cabin is an orange grove. And on the other side of the orange grove is a big ass plantation house that Benedict Cumberbatch yep. lives in. And, <laughs> and, and, and you, you, here's what's even worse, dog, is like I've been to this this place before multiple times right for like the rehearsal yeah. and like when we first saw the play and all this other shit right and like i was with james i picked james up we're on our way and uh i did the exact same shit dog like on, on my way to where i'm supposed to know what the fuck i'm doing i was lost as hell on that plantation dude it got real sketchy. well it's funny because i left your house so left your house didn't have to get anybody from a different part of town and when i rolled up you guys were already there so i was like what the fuck happened yeah like yeah we should probably we should probably uh give some back explanation as to you know the the reason why we only showed up like an hour prior to oh i didn't know if you were ready for all that (laughs) i mean it's already on the record for most people that were there oh uh yeah so john and i got a little too lost well i don't know about john but me personally i got a little too lost in the sauce the <laughs> night before <laughs> so, I, I was fucked so up. like, like it was bad, i'm assuming you was way worse than i expected i'm assuming you've told ashley now at this point that that happened yeah yeah okay i, I waited about a week because yeah. i was a little worried yeah her, uh, so response we had his rehearsal dinner which was also very awesome his parents made food and hors d'oeuvres and it was excellent because they're fucking excellent cooks um from long island which your dad by the way pulled me aside at your wedding and goes hey john i heard that you had a few of my uh few of my treats last night and now you think you're from long island or something <laughs> and i was like i was like what and your mom's standing there and she's like smiling and i was like no i was like your wife darina said that and i was like mom why you got to tell on me and he's like He's like, well, when you decide to come up to Long Island, have some real Chinese food, uh, a real pizza, and then started dropping things that I was like, what's he talking about? Like, my memory, for some reason, my memory feels like, and I know he didn't say this, but my memory is like, uh, you go to Al's laundry mat, then you could be from Long Island. (laughs) (laughs) That's my dad getting real, like, old school New York gangster. Yeah, I was like, Like, I was like, you're right. Oh, so you think you're from Long Island all of a sudden, huh? What's your problem, huh? I teach you something about Long Island. Yeah, so that's that's what that was like. But then, like, so we left a rehearsal dinner the night before the wedding, and uh, Ashley wasn't staying at Danny's house, so I was like, all right, well, I'll crash there because my other plans fell through. So. I went to Danny's, and we got to Danny's, and we proceeded to hang out and drink moonshine till, like, 5 a.m. in the morning. Bad idea. I had so much shit I had to get done the next day. Got about, I don't know, a quarter of it done. (laughs) I I just remember, like, because, dude, I mean, the entire day is, like, kind of a haze for me because I was in a whirlwind. Like, even even if I wasn't lost in the sauce, like, there was just so much stuff going on. My mind is racing, of course, and shit. Yeah. Um, but, like, the morning portion of that day, complete fucking blur. Like, I don't really remember much of it other than, like, when I got <laughs> up, I was still drunk as fuck. Like, I looked at you and I was like... 
Dog. Dude, the look on your face was like, do this. I made a mistake. I remember I sat down in the hallway yes. at one point just yes. like, I need to take a break, dog. <laughs> we were like ready to go because we had to go take Kona to the dog hotel. And next thing I know, you're sitting on the ground with your head against the wall. And Kona's looking at you like, you you good, dog? You good? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Hey, hey, we made it. We made it to the wedding, though. Yeah, shit, shit worked. We out, made it to it the wedding. Rough. It got lit again, and it was a good time. Um, yeah, it was. It was a little rough. So then we made it. You are there any crazy honeymoon stories or anything like that? Uh, no, I mean. The honeymoon was the, well. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I got one for you. So, <laughs> uh, so y- you were there, obviously, the day of when I d- finally decided to pack my fucking bag for a week's vacation. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and of course I was still drunk when I'm throwing together this bag, and um, I, I basically, mind you, for those of you that don't know, our honeymoon was in Washington D.C. The week that we went, the day that we left. It's like fucking like a high of 40 degrees in fucking Washington, D.C. So (laughs) it's pretty fucking cold for two people from Florida. All right. So I'm throwing together this bag and I don't realize it till we get up there. Your boy didn't bring a single long sleeve shirt. (laughs) (laughs) All I brought was fucking like jeans and like T-shirts and like uh, like a couple hoodies and a jacket. Like just extremely unprepared for this uh but the best part is so like when we <laughs> when we leave on sunday here it's like it's cool you know like yeah. the, the weather's nice it's like low 70s yeah. it's comfortable right perfect so i'm wearing a shirt and some shorts <laughs> all right <laughs> we start driving north by the time we get to fucking virginia it's like dark out and it's fucking 40 degrees <laughs> now <laughs> So the joint that we stayed at, like, we stayed in this, like, dope-ass, like, multi-million dollar, like, loft in downtown that we got, like, this awesome fucking deal on through, like, Airbnb and whatnot. But uh, the problem with this place is there's no parking, so I had to park, like, two and a half blocks away in this parking garage. Damn. So picture this. Your boy... parking two and a half blocks away and he's wearing shorts and a hoodie (laughs) and there is a legit winded wind advisory for people (laughs) to stay their asses in the house because you might blow away dog. (laughs) with the wind chill it's like it's like high 20s and i'm fucking walking like two and a half blocks like dying dog bill paxton and twister this motherfucker right (laughs) my my fucking nose had frostbite i thought this shit was gonna fall off <laughs> so that was an experience, um, but I mean, other than that, there were there was no problems at all. It cool. was a great vacation. We cool. kind of just chilled, took it easy, saw a bunch of sights, went to a bunch of museums, ate some dank ass food. Yeah. So I I had mentioned to you that we found this little ramen joint that uh, I'm like huge in Asian food. We found this ramen joint that like it literally only had like a symbol on the door, and you go through this super like creepy narrow That's staircase. Secretive as fuck. <laughs> Yeah, there's no sign, just a fucking symbol. And uh, you go up this, like, tiny little staircase. It's only as wide as, like, one person. And uh, when you get up there, there's, like, it, there, the place only sits, like, 15 people, bro. And um, we had to wait, like, over an hour for this joint. So we, we went, like, across the street and uh, found this place to kind of hang out for, hang out at for a bit. We go back, and 
I shit you not, dog. This fucking ramen changed my my life, dude. Like it was so epic. Like the best food I've ever had in my life. And they bring out this fucking bowl that's like bigger than your head, and they literally give you a ladle to like eat it with. Like it's not a spoon; it's a straight up ladle. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean that was that was the highlight for me in terms of like food. But it was a great it was a great time. Nice. Um, we had Thanksgiving up there. We cooked us a little meal. That was kind of different. Yeah. Not being with family, but I kind of liked it because i mean you met my family it's fucking chaos so <laughs> it's kind of kind of nice to have a break from all the fucking hey what you doing hey, hey, yeah, LJ, hey, hey, your, your mom's all already on facebook like you you got to come see my little village in the house john yeah, jesus, so, <laughs> she, jesus. she found me added me and she's like telling me i gotta come see the village now so yeah like yep, that's my dukes yeah right dude um <laughs> yeah speaking of thanksgiving uh, while you were gone um i not got suckered into, I'm not going to pretend like I didn't want to participate, but, um, did, did my Black Friday shopping on Thanksgiving, um, oh, on, uh, like, on Thursday? Yeah. Um, yeah, how was that? It, it was good, dude. I got, uh, I basically got what I set out to get. There was, like, one thing that I wanted to get that just wasn't on sale, so I didn't get it, um, which was Black Sale Season 3. Um, mm. last year, the first two seasons on Blu-ray were like eight bucks. So I scooped them this year. The third yeah. season just wasn't on sale, but, um, I did get a good pull regardless. Um, I, I pulled Titanfall two, um, which how, how far into Titanfall two are you right now? Uh, not super far. I'm only like a couple missions in uh, cause I've been dude, having a lot of like schoolwork and shit, it, but I, it's fucking phenomenal though. It, I love it. it t- they took like the like first person shooter campaign modes that like I'm sick and tired of playing to be honest. Like call of duty got so dry the past like four or five years. Um, and yeah. they flip it on its head by throwing in like mechanics that you kind of saw in portal um and then just other mechanics that you just don't see in games period right now or up to this point and then throw in the the shooter aspect so like like I was telling right. telling you in a text message like there was some like world bending type shit um that you're in, you're in a factory and it reminded me of the opening of Clone Wars with R2D2 and C3PO in that little factory okay. but then it just started flipping shit on its head and I was like holy shit and now um this doesn't spoil anything. I won't tell you how I won't tell you the story, but I'll tell you this mechanic. There's a mechanic they have where you can time travel, but instead of the game like forcefully making you time travel, you get to choose when to time travel. So like Oh, that's dope. So it's unpredictable in that sense instead of the narrative forcing you to do it. Um, now there is like an end point at which you probably do need to, to move the story forward. But, um, I, it was pretty flawless for me. And it's like, you could, there could be a guy shooting at your head. You time travel real quick. And now you're in a room with nobody shooting at your head. Um, and That's yeah, That's it's pretty dope. Uh, so Titanfall two dog, like great multiplayer is good. I'm still getting back into the groove of like how the mechanics of that, online work fast pace yeah because it's really quick um yeah but it's yeah fun. i picked it up black friday as well i mean they had i got it for like 35 bucks I think. yeah and it, it was even cheaper at uh i think it was like walmart but i just wasn't ready to tackle that beast on oh black friday i went into a walmart no on black friday and that was awful because it was south florida I, Ugh. I i actually ended up going like late 
on Friday itself, but we uh, or no, when was it? Saturday, excuse me, Saturday, because we got we got back into town on Friday. Yeah, um, and I was still afraid to go to a Walmart, <laughs> um, but I went late on Saturday, and it was, I mean, it was just regular Walmart. Yeah, you know, your typical chaos instead of uh, fucking Black Friday version. Um, and then my other game pickup that was like an essential that I literally waited to Black Friday for was um XCOM 2 which uh you don't necessarily have to have played the first one um and I normally probably would recommend this type of game to everybody but I I haven't texted you about it to recommend it to you but I would recommend it to you now that I've played it because uh the customization aspect is fun but it's on a new level of difficulty like of any game I've ever played like it's on such a new level of difficulty and I'm only playing on normal um that mm. and I'm an experienced XCOM player that it's just like when you win a fucking level you like want to cry tears of joy you're just like, <laughs> thank god it's yeah, over yeah you're just like I did it and it's exhausting like it could unless it's like a level that has a certain amount of turns that you need to complete your mission or you fail like then you could spend a long ass time on a level trying to not get killed um because it's a turn-based strategy game. Um, but, yeah, XCOM 2 is dope. And then the movies I picked up, I'll run through those real quick. I got Deadpool with a special holiday sleeve, um, Hateful Eight, The Revenant, and then The Nice Guys, which if you haven't seen The Nice Guys, uh, that is definitely worth checking out somehow. I actually, I almost bought that on Black Friday, but I I held off. Um, <clears throat> but... The where was the holiday sleeve? Because you had mentioned that to me, but I like I picked up Deadpool as well on Black Friday, but I didn't. It just it was a regular ass box. <laughs> um, it is Deadpool wearing a Deadpool Christmas sweater with a Santa hat oh, on right. and Christmas lights in where'd the background. You get, where'd you get that at? Best Buy. Oh, where? I went to Best Buy too. I think I might have even. Might have gotten it at Best Buy, or maybe it was Target. Yeah, they had a few different things sitting there. Underneath the sleeve, it's the regular cover. Um, but if you found the sleeve, then you got that cool cover. But they also had the Steelbook Edition, which was not on sale, so I didn't pick it up. Um, mm, word. But yeah, the Nice Guys The nice guys is definitely something I'm going to add to my Christmas movie um, collection. Because it's, it's, it's basically... A lethal weapon movie it's the same writer director um as lethal weapons and all of the lethal weapon movies are christmas movies um i don't know what his and it's uh it's what ryan gosling and who's the other lead in it russell crowe russell crowe who just called a woman by the n-word so i'm sorry that i i gave russell crowe money after that incident but um it was only like I think it was literally $5, so I don't know what his residuals of a $5 purchase are going to look like. Um, Probably about uh, uh, 100k or so on a $5 purchase. It'll be like $0.03, cents, dog. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, did you pick Good on you, Russell Crowe. Way to go. Yeah, you're, Class a, move. you're a classy guy, sir. Um, <laughs> did you pick anything up other than Titanfall 2 that's worth noting? Um. I picked up – well, I think the fact that I bought any Blu-rays is worth noting. Yo, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> because, like, I think that in itself, you know, deserves a, uh, you know, a, a, an applause of some kind because, as I've mentioned on this show in the past, I don't typically buy shit that, like, I've either A, already seen, or B, I can get f- for free by other means. Uh, but 
you know, I, I'd like to think <laughs> that um, I'd like to think that maybe this aspect of your character starting to rub off of me a little bit. Maybe it's because I feel guilty that I co-host a television and movie podcast. Yes. <laughs> and maybe I feel like I should give back to it a little bit. Um, but, yeah, so I, I purchased the majority of my blue uh, Black Friday shopping was actually um, movies. So that's kind of very nice. That's kind of cool. Um yeah, I picked up, but here's the thing, though. It was all shit I've already seen. I don't know what that says. I don't know if that says I don't trust myself enough to spend money on something I don't, I haven't seen, or, um, you know, I, <clears throat> I liked some shit enough that I actually paid for it. So I don't know. But um, yeah, so I picked up Titanfall two, picked up Deadpool. I mentioned, um, I picked up uh, Finding Dory just because I basically have like every Pixar movie yeah. ever made. I'm a huge Pixar um, fan. Um, and, uh, what was the last one? Um, oh, and then, and this is kind of funny because I mentioned on a past episode that I fucking hate this shit, but I saw it was on sale and I picked it up anyways. I got the BVS extended cut edition just for the extra like footage. Oh, <laughs> I, I mean, and I told you like, I fucking hate that they do that shit, yeah. but I just, I wanted to see. I it. mean, uh, I kind of regret not picking Batman. it up now. I forgot about it existing actually, but um, it was like super cheap. Yeah. I think I got it for like eight bucks yeah. or something. Um, I want to say I got like one more movie, but that's that's all that I can remember really. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got something else. But word. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, then, uh, cool. That that actually the Pixar statement kind of opens us up to go into our traditional news segment because i talked about this last week with matt um and for those that didn't hear that podcast um go back and check that out um uh, didn't seem like we had a lot of listens on that but um did you see that cars trailer i did i did yeah that was like super different yeah they like Way different. they knew that people fucking hate the series which so one i'm like why'd you make a third movie second one was, yeah. yeah but then like two it was like well we're gonna make it anyway because we want to make it but we're gonna suck you in by giving you this very dramatic trailer of like lightning mcqueen just getting obliterated um they just came out with like a new poster i think it was like today or yesterday yeah too. Did and, you see that yeah and the posters kind of there are two posters actually one is the image from the trailer where he's upside down and falling apart and then there was another right. one that was more hopeful where it looks like he's driving like it's another side view but it looks like he's driving towards the sunset or something like that um and so i, I was kind of hoping they'd keep it a little darker just because i'm sick of fucking cars and planes and shit but um but i'm glad that they're <laughs> trying to at least start it in a new direction uh matt made a good point it sounds like rocky three redemption story um, right. Yeah. So, I mean, everything's inspired by something else. So, if that's what they're gonna do, and if that's what they think is gonna save the Cars series, uh, even though it'll be the last Cars in the series, because uh, they said after Toy Story four and Incredibles two. Which, speaking of, if you're gonna give three movies to a series, give it to the fucking Incredibles. But for fucking real, but, dude. But like, damn. Um. Mm, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh. But yeah. That's. That's my little segue from Pixar into the news, but I know that you did a little research uh, this evening. So, what you what news do you have? We'll see if yeah. we match up. <clears throat> yeah, I got a couple things. Um, while we're on the topic of like images that came out, you see those new Rita Repulsa images that dropped. Uh, Rita does far from Repulsa me because I was very attracted 
to her. <laughs> um, like then you must you probably like these new images, huh? man. She is. I you know I right. I'm not against her in the Easy first thing. place, but but <laughs> she's killing it in these stills. I don't know how she'll be in the movie, but I'm a fan of what she's got going on right now. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's John's way of saying that he thoroughly enjoys the costume and the direction that they are going. It has nothing to do with the fact that she isn't attractive. Go, go, Power Rangers. it has Rangers. everything to do with uh, his Power Ranger. Um, but, yeah, I, so I thought they were – I mean, she looks great. Uh, I don't know what else there really is to say. Uh, she looks fucking tight. Maybe – she looks like maybe she – like fell in some fucking toxic like acid or some shit like it i I don't know i like the way the suit looks it looks kind of like this like bioorganic type feel to it yeah pretty sweet um so we're both big fans of this next dude um uh, did you see that kev smith is no longer involved in buckaroo bonanza interesting didn't he like first of all i don't know a lot about buckaroo bonanza but didn't he champion that whole thing in the first place yeah, like he so um, he was one of the reasons why it was going to get put into production is because he was pushing for it for so wait uh, isn't so it Buck- Buckaroo Bonsai? Bonsai, maybe. Yeah, that's that's it. Sorry, I'm whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 Buckaroo Bonsai. So obviously, clearly, I don't know shit about it either. Yeah. I mean, bo- it, it's it's before our time. Let's be yeah, honest. It's that's not some really, old shit. Uh, it's not really our demographic, but you know. I was kind of excited to see what it was all about, knowing that he was going to put it out. Because yeah. I mean, I'll basically watch you know anything he puts together. Um, but with that being said, yeah. So there's, I guess uh, MGM, who um, you know uh, produced the the original. Um, there's like now a lawsuit between them and the original like directors or producers. Uh-huh. Um, so. And it's over basically who owns the characters. Um, and so, obviously, the whole series is on hold. But uh, in, a, like, a Facebook Live thing, Kev Smith came out and said that he was kind of um, shocked by the lawsuit. He didn't see it coming. He didn't know about it. Um, and that's not what he signed up for. And he said that the ser- the series that he knows and loves is because of these two guys and if it's not going to involve him which it doesn't look like it's going to obviously um with the lawsuit uh then he doesn't want any involvement in it so he kind of took a st- step back which is respectful but at the same time he mentioned that he was extremely disappointed cuz this was the closest he's ever come to having his own uh television show yeah that you know so it's kind of disappointing but um uh he did yeah, i'm sure he had a series on CW that was limited. Uh, it, it, I think it just got canceled after a season uh, like six, seven years ago. Um, what was that shit called? It was about the devil or something. It was a comedy. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I'll look that up while you keep going. Well, I mean, obviously he's got like comic book men, which at the end of the day is his show. But I think what he kind of meant was his his fully creative show where he puts something new into the world because i mean comic book men is basically it's reality television let's be honest it's pawn stars of fucking nerds yeah um but uh i mean that's exactly what it is yeah yeah Uh, and it's great i mean i like it it's entertaining and whatnot you see some cool shit on there but i think you know obviously he's just disappointed to not be able to put something new and creative that he kind of helped come up with um into the world but 
you know, I'm sure there's something else out there. He's definitely gaining a lot of steam with <clears throat> all the CW gigs that he's getting. I, I, I would not be surprised, and I know that he said that he doesn't think he can handle responsibility, he doesn't want that pressure, but I would not be surprised if he gets a superhero movie sometime well, shortly. Uh, what's his name? Uh, shit. What's the guy, Mark, Mark on Fat Man on Batman, um, was uh, basically... Bernard. Yeah, Mark, Mark Bernard was basically saying, like, yo, my boy Kevin Smith's already worked on The Flash. What do you guys think about uh, him as a director? And Kev said he wouldn't be completely opposed to it, I saw. Um, yeah, I just... I don't, eh. We'll see. I mean, I... Like I wouldn't be completely surprised, but to a degree, I would, I would kind of be surprised if that makes sense. Cause like he just, he's not that type of mainstream director. You know what I mean? I mean he's made some big movies, but nothing on that scale, nothing that that fucking blockbuster with that type of bankroll behind it. Yeah. Um, the show was but, called Reaper, and it was on CW in two thousand seven. Um, Reaper. Interesting. And Kev Smith executive produced and directed the first episode. Um, and I didn't realize that it lasted as long as it did, so now i got to find a way to watch it. But it actually ended up having 31 episodes before oh, wow. getting canceled. Um, oh, that's tight. It had the guy, one of the main characters, you would recognize him, is the fat guy from Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, What's that dude's name? Do you know his name? Tyler Labine, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. I guess Canadian dude. Oh, fine. Canadian. <laughs> but <clears throat> so uh, next thing I got up, and I don't know if you, I don't know if you've ever read these or if you're even familiar remotely with them. But you ever heard of the King Killer Chronicles? Um, literally today, upon seeing the news that Lin Manuel Miranda was going to be working on them. I this dude stealing my fucking headline thunder. Hey, Go ahead, hey. <laughs> um, um, I I looked up the series and now I'm like I'm not a huge fantasy novel fan, but I might read them because of the main character is like a he's a, a I don't know like a warrior and a musician of a band in the Middle Ages or something weird like that. I was just like that sounds fucking interesting. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, I should say not at all. I not exactly really. Um so and and so like I'm not I'm not a huge fantasy book guy either. I mean, like I've read some Game of Thrones, I've read some um I've tried to get into like some bigger series like Wheel of Time and shit, but like for me, I'm the type of guy that like I'll get like one two books deep and I just I can't commit, dog. Like I can't I can't fucking commit for fucking 15 books and shit. Um however, with that being said, dude, King Killer Chronicles um uh was the probably I'd say I don't want I don't know if it was the first fantasy book, but it was one of the first fantasy books I ever actually read. It's fucking phenomenal, dude. Like it's so fucking well written and the story is so fucking good that like the second book uh, and I and I, in typical fashion, I'm probably over exaggerating this, but the second book is like I want to say around like 800 pages, which for a dude that reads fucking you know 20 page comic books, that's a fucking that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I, that's a, that's a commitment in itself, and I loved it, dude. Like I burned through it. Um, but basically, what it's about is it it the whole story. Um, 
takes place in flashbacks and it follows this guy named Cove uh, who is basically the world's most famous not only is he a famous musician because he kind of runs around with this band of like gypsies um, that kind of take him in and he becomes this like amazing musician Um, but he's the most notorious um, I did say musician right Yes. Did I say music? Okay, yeah. Because <laughs> the, the words are kind of similar. So he's like, he becomes this famous musician, but he's the most like famous magician, if that makes sense. So like he's uh, he's got like all this sorcery power and he ends up going to this school to become like uh, this like phenomenal sorcery sorcerer. Um, and the way that it kind of sets up, because as of right now, there's a couple like novellas that are written for some backstory, but there's only two main books. Yeah. And... The fucking the third book has been in production for like years, dog. Like literally years. Um, probably like I'd say ten at least. Um, and it just never came out because, from what I understand, I had heard they were gonna adapt this a long time ago. Um, Fox had purchased the rights originally, and they were gonna try and adapt it to a television show. Which, when I heard that, I was like extremely disappointed because I don't think it'll really translate well. Um, but now it's going to be made into a movie, and as you mentioned, um, so Lin Manuel Miranda, um, who is this like phenomenal fucking composer, he just did Disney's um, Moana, which like is setting like records right now at the box office. Um, he got hired on to not only compose for this movie, but uh, he's going to be a um, a creative producer, which is like his first time doing that. But it'll be kind of tight, dude, because. I mean, anything he's ever been on, like, if you look at this dude's resume, he's fucking, like, he's great. Well, so. he wrote and starred in Hamilton, so. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, so. the it guy. He's he's pretty fucking sick, and this series, I'm telling you, man, I'd recommend it to anybody. Like, pe- like I've had people ask me before, like, what type of books I'm into, or what, you know, if I recommend a good book, and this is usually one of my, always my, one of my go-tos, so. It's uh, it's great. I definitely highly recommend it for anybody. So probably pick him up. <clears throat> and you, you, I'm sure you can find it cheap, dude. Because like I said, it's an older book now at this point. Uh, yeah, 2007, 2011 were the original publication dates. I'm probably yeah. there's this used bookstore right by my parents' house in Ohio. I'll probably go in there and try and grab it when I go up there in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's tight. It's tight. The first one's not nearly as long. Um, I mean, it's just still a decent-sized book, but uh, the second one's long as hell. Yeah, it but says the original publication of the first or of the second one was a 993 pages. Yep, yep. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't exaggerating. I was actually undercutting it. That's so. insane. Um, yeah, it's good, though, dude. Trust me, it's good. Um, next bit of news. Did you see, and I'm, I'm, dude, I'm pumped on this. Marvel vs. Capcom 4 potentially coming out next year. Oh, word. I'm not huge into fighting games, but... You didn't didn't see that? I didn't see that news, no. No. Yeah, I mean, I'm not not huge into fighting games either, because, to be honest, if there's one type of game that I'm absolute garbage at, it's fighting games. I just... I I grew up with um, James just kicking my ass in every fighting game there ever was, so I just... I'd get pissed off and, like, not want to get good at him. I'd just, like, throw the controller and, you know, pout. Um, He tried to explain the math of fighting games to me when we were in Gatlinburg, and I was just like, yeah, sure, whatever, bro. You got it, dude. (laughs) (laughs) The math. Yeah, he was like, you have to count the moves and memorize the animations, and I was like, yeah, okay. 
Got you. Uh, <laughs> all right. Take your word on it, James. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's he's hella good, Adam, so yeah. maybe that's the fucking key. But, yeah. Um, this was one game that I remember playing a ton of when we were younger. Like, Marvel vs. Capcom, I think it was the second one, was out on Dreamcast. It might have been the first. And we played the shit out of that game, dude. Like, we went and bought a used Dreamcast just to play that game <laughs> because that was the only system it was on. But other than that, you could only play it in, like, arcades, which is what how we got hooked on it. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm stoked, obviously, being a Marvel head. And I, I enjoy um, Street Fighter games. I just fucking suck at them. Yeah. Um, so it'll be pretty tight. And the rumor is that they're going to be concentrating, and I would expect this, uh, but they're going to be concentrating more on the like mainstream Marvel Cinematic characters. Interesting. Um, now that you know the movies are doing so well, because in the past it's been like, and you know, bear in mind, the last game came out years ago, but in the past it's been like a lot of like '90s X-Men characters and yeah. things like that. So not only do they expect to focus more on like the mainstream ones because of the movies, but also because of the whole like rights thing to have to do with Fox and all that shit. So yeah. it'd be, dude, it'd be tight to fucking play a fucking fighting game with like Ant-Man. Can you imagine? Or like Ant- fucking Groot dude, now that we got guardians, like Ant-Man so versus dope, Mega Man dog. Oh shit. Shit. I mean, Ant-Man's been in like the past. Like I remember there was like a special move for fucking like Hawkeye where literally, and it was, they, ripped it straight out of the comics and then they ripped it straight out of the game into the movies well probably from the comics realistically but where that scene where jeremy renner shoots ant-man off the arrow and then he fucking like expands and shit yeah that was a special move in marvel vs. capcom which is fucking sweet i love that I, as soon as i saw it in the movie i noticed it but but anyways i'm i'm kind of stoked on that they haven't said when uh they released like a little like possible teaser yeah um but they're supposed to maybe announce more in this new like PlayStation uh, conference that's coming up, I guess, like, maybe this week or next week. So, um, the I saw this. I don't know if you you caught it, but DC. Uh, so I guess the CEO of Warner Brothers mentioned a possible streaming service um, for DC content. Interesting. Which I find interesting because they were just purchased by. By what? Uh, AT and T. Yeah. So they got the backing, right? I mean, they could, or was it Warner Brothers that bought AT? Warner Brothers was bought by AT and T. So they were purchased by AT and T. So I mean, they got the backing now uh, easily, uh, but they said that they clearly, they said that they've been working strenuously over the last few months to try and you know put something together like that, and that it's definitely on their radar to do. Um, so I think this goes, kind of goes back to what we were talking about on the last episode I was on where, you know, you have the potential of, uh, Disney buying Netflix. You're starting to see some separation in the direct to consumer market. You know what I mean? Like starting to see some major players mark their territory, if you will. So it'd be kind of interesting to see how that plays out. I know I'm all about, um, you know, mark their territory. I'm just picturing like I'm picturing Mickey Mouse like walking up to the fucking Netflix sign and just pulling out his little mouse dick and just like pissing all over it. It's just like, wow, this is mine. And then he just fucking Superman pulling out his Superman oh, dick and this, blowing it away. The fucking WB sign blows up. <laughs> oh, you think that's cute, Mickey Mouse? Oh my god, no. <laughs> 
Yeah, so that'd be uh, that'd be interesting to see how it plays out. Interesting to see uh, them piss on signs and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and then last little bit of news that I had, and this came out, I believe it was today, maybe yesterday. I don't know. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and I know we talk a lot of fucking Walking Dead on this show, but it's a damn good show. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan confirmed that Negan will be around in season eight. Oh, nice. So uh, we had talked about, I think, on the episode um, where we talked about like the opening to the season, season seven, uh, the possibility of them continuing his character because he continues in the books. Spoilers. I know I said that after, but you should fucking know. Yeah. Um, but we talked about the possibility of him, con- them can confirm or continuing, excuse me, his character instead of just killing him off like they have done major villains in the past. So I think it's tight. He'll be back for sure at least one more season. Um, so I, th- I think they're gonna stick to the books. I-, I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon just because he's so charismatic. He's just so fucking good, dude. Like he, uh- like I wish, and I get that they have to like tell the story by you know showing other people's perspectives and stuff but i just want to see that dude in every episode bro like he's uh, he just kills it but did you watch did you watch that show he did for a little while magic city no what is that i need to watch i need to watch the whole thing the pilot was good um it's basically like 1930s or 40s 50s era i can't remember exactly um Miami, which is Matt, what is the nickname of Miami is Magic City during its like heyday of like parties and and gambling and all this other stuff. Um, and he was he was the star of it. It was like a 16 episode show that he was the lead of. And uh, it kind of takes like a madman, madman type turn where he ends up doing like really dark things to ensure his success. Um but uh, it was on Netflix at one point. Mm. It, pro- it might not be anymore, but um, that sounds tight. Yeah, it got. And you said how many? How many seasons was it out? Just for a while, just or? one. It was just sixteen episodes. Um, okay. but it was really like w- a full. Was it a full story arc, or did it just like get canceled? I think it was a full story arc. Yeah. Um, it was on a weird. Yeah, it, it, it was a stars like limited series. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, two seasons, two eight episode seasons. Um, tight, tight. Yeah, it was well received and stuff. Um, and it's got some, probably got some Italian actors in there that you'll be like, oh, I've seen this guy in something. <laughs> hey, forget about yeah, it. Yeah, but, hey, yeah, it's my brother right there, you know. Hey, yo, that's my cousin Joey. Hey, hey. yo, how you doing? Um, I see you down at the corner store. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he, so he did that show a few years back. That's tight. Um, so real quick, um, I just want to give a, a quick uh, plug for e- – Hannibal the complete series on Blu-ray is out now and it's only $21. Um mm. such an underrated television show. Um now I've been waiting to buy it till they release the 3 seasons together. Um now that they're together I'll go buy it for basically $20. That's a great fucking deal. Um Yeah, you've been you've been trying to get me to watch that for a minute. Like I, it's got high praise for the for people that watch it, but like I guess just not enough people watch The show it. hit so hard for me, dog. And like watching it just like elevated anything that I wrote as a writer. Uh, it my idea of what TV could be um, was elevated by Hannibal, um, and it was on NBC. So they were doing shit that was like no other show on those standard cable channels or network channels were doing. Hannibal was like, "Yeah, we're gonna do this." 
Um, but we're going to get stuck in a Friday night slot and nobody fucking watches TV on Friday night anymore. Right. So right. peace out. Um, let me see. Was there something else I was going to shout out? Uh, nah. So, um, then, <laughs> nah, well, I was going to, I was going to talk about how <laughs> Pete's dragon was on DVD and I've been waiting to find out when that was coming out on DVD. Cause they didn't announce when it was coming out. And then all of a sudden today it was out and I was just like, Oh shit. Um, oh, shit. I need to pick that up. But, um, but yeah, so then um, now we can give a more detailed uh, review into, um, and this podcast might actually end up being around the time that we scheduled these podcasts to be, um, <laughs> but um, into Fantastic Beasts and where to find them now that we have both seen it and it's been out in theaters for a few weeks Yeah, now. that's right. You, you um, fucking... You saw it now. That's yeah. where we left off. So yeah, I saw it the day after your wedding. Uh, went and got. Give me, uh, give me your overall like thoughts. Overall, like I'll just be honest with you. Um, I I don't know why I say that sometimes. I'm just gonna be honest with you because before I was gonna <laughs> tell you a lie. Um, I was gonna lie. Uh, yeah. See, see. But you know, since you asked me, I guess I'll be truthful. Yeah, now. yeah. So the thing is, the thing is, is that I I loved it. Um, Ooh, like, look at you, it, look at you, it was, emotions. it was a cool, it was, it was just so cool to be in like a magic universe and not have to hinge on characters that we were already familiar with. So like in, right. in fantasy for the past almost 20 years, no, for the past, yeah, let's say for the past 20 years now, we have hinged on two groups of characters okay we have hinged on the uh classmates of hogwarts for the past 20 years and we have hinged on um little hobbits trying to get to morador and back for the past <laughs> 20 years because uh, we had the hobbit and we had lord of the rings before that um so and, and granted the hobbit series came out and kind of like uh introduced the mainstream movie audience to some new characters. But if you were familiar with the story and the background of Bilbo, then you already knew about all the dwarves and stuff. So it wasn't a brand new experience, but fantastic beasts and where to find them came out. And that was a brand new experience. Like there was no previously written fiction to fill in the blanks here. Um, you just knew that Newt Scamander wrote a textbook that they used at Hogwarts. You knew that, um, Grindelwald was some like bad wizard. Um, that did some bad things, who they mention in this movie. Um, right. You knew that... Um, let's see. That's basically all you knew, that this movie, in, that this movie doesn't introduce you to um, <laughs> yeah, in, a new, in a new spectrum. And so then you open up this movie um, with this very unassuming a guy getting off of a boat or whatever, um, a train, and um, he runs into... Oh. This oh, yeah, it was a boat. Okay, so he gets off this boat and he runs into this guy walking down the street who's in a hurry, and they are in the bank or whatever, and they swap suitcases on accident. Um, and the American guy, because Newt is British, uh, the American guy opens up the suitcase and realizes rather quickly that that's not his fucking suitcase. Um, it was a fucking like weird platypus thing. Yeah, that fucking like, <laughs> dude, that thing dude, was tight. Pl- that thing, that thing had some serious like, like fucking charisma. It, to it was, yeah, it like, did. It was like a little Pokemon. Really I was like, it's Pokemon yeah, in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, and so then some things start 
going wrong from there. Um, some creatures get out and go around the city. Um, and that's a that's what feels like the driving force of the movie. That's like their PG story. But then, right. but then, kind of things you alluded to and didn't want to spoil. And, and you know, if you haven't seen it at this point, like I'm not gonna tell you, kick rocks or whatever. But like, kick rocks. Uh, but Daniel say it. But like, if you <laughs> haven't been able to scrounge ten dollars up to go to the movies, like if you couldn't beg somebody to give you ten bucks and you'll pay them back, then you, you've messed up at this point. Um, but especially if you claim to be a Harry Potter fan. But um, it's basically what he's saying is we're gonna spoil it. From this point I, I'm going to spoil it, yeah. Like, let's just do yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to yeah, dive into this fine. shit. Um, but um, the darker storylines for me... See, you th- you didn't seem too enthused about Colin Farrell. Um, I thought he did great playing what just seemed... he. See, the thing for me when as an actor, and you know, it's not fair because you're, you're not an actor, so you don't look at necessarily those things as spe- specifically as I do, but like he underplayed, he underplayed the part. Which to me is always cooler than somebody overplaying a role. So like if they can jump into a part and it doesn't necessarily scream or stand out, it's just like realistic. Like I like that, and that's what that character did for me. And there, you know, there's a tw- yeah. there's a twist with this character and stuff um, that that some people might consider a little over the the top or whatever, and be like, really, that's what they did. But like up to that twist point, and I didn't mind the twist either. I was like, yes, but. Um, it, you know, I won't spoil the twist necessarily, but um, no, we're gonna spoil it. Because <laughs> I got, I got, I have a critical question that I have to oh, ask okay. you to yeah, we'll, our last we'll episode, it. but we'll, I'll um, save it. To the but end. Uh, so that that was cool to me. Uh, you know, I'm gonna, it's gonna be a lot of me talking because Danny already gave most of his opinions. Um, obviously, I love the dude that played Jacob. I told you I was excited about seeing his performance from the get go. Fucking hilarious. Yeah, right? he like, was classic, dude. But <laughs> but so full of heart. Parts. But just so full I of know. heart. Um, yeah. And uh, the American girls were excellent. Um, let's yeah, see. Yeah. Um, the sisters. The so you had you had described Newt's relationship with his animals, and I was just like, oh, okay, kind of ho hum in my mind. Not like disregarding it. I just hadn't seen the movie yet. Um, right. When I saw it, like hit you in the he field, truly yeah. does care for those animals, and it truly comes across in the movie because. And this was what won me over in the movie, and towards the end. Um, I didn't get, I didn't get watery eyed, but my my heart and my stomach definitely like swelled up, um, in a way that somebody that's been a Harry Potter fan since he was ten years old uh, could only appreciate. But didn't finish the last book um, until the last movie. But what's that suck my dick? Um, <laughs> so he, the way that Fred or yeah that Redmayne plays that role is so fucking perfect because i don't know how it was written i haven't read the script yet i need to buy it um but it doesn't seem like it was written for him to behave the way he did like it seems like he could have easily walked in and been like hi i'm newt scamander blah 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 i've got some funny lines i'm gonna say these funny lines i have an english accent and this that and the other and you just have another british wizard but what 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 Redmayne did was he gave him these ticks, and you alluded to it a little bit. He doesn't look people in the eyes when he talks to them, and like yeah. that might be awkward to people, but for me it was so endearing, and I I understood it on a level because sometimes like I've always been very good at looking people in the eyes, but for some reason as I've gotten older, 
I don't do it as much. And I saw where he was coming from, and he seemed so vulnerable. Um, and like this is like my Kevin Smith moment, but like I I just fucking like felt everything for this dude. Like he might yeah, be my favorite portrayal of a of a fictional character in the Harry Potter universe that I've seen. And like I say that having seen every Harry Potter movie, most of them on like opening night or whatever. Like and and no discredit to like Daniel Radcliffe or Rupert Grint or Emma Watson, but like. Like when you're going up against Redmayne, and like this dude's already right. won an Academy Award and then was nominated the yeah. next year, and then they give him this role, he just killed it, bro. And like, did, there were parts where he was fearing for his animals that just like made me emotional because it was just like, damn, like we all have pets, we all like have he, pets. That moment when he uh, got arrested and, like, they took away his suitcase. Oh, my God, just, like, dude. Screaming, like, please, not my animals. Please, oh not my, my animals. God. I was like, oh, fuck, not, not his animals. Not my no, animals. Not like, 100%. Oh, yeah. Like, so yeah, dude. And, 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 like, you were saying, dude, like, coming from somebody that's extremely introverted and, like, I don't feel like I have, you know, issues talking to people. I mean, I do that on like a daily base my job involves getting in front of people and, and doing some public speaking aspects and whatnot but um coming from somebody that is introverted and that and that type of like you know character trait doesn't come naturally like this to see the way that he carries himself and the way that he um you know interacts with other people and how it's just not nearly the same as when you first see him in his suitcase with his animals it's a completely different person uh -huh. is a completely different like comfortability factor for him like it, it you're right like it it just connected you know what yeah. i mean i was just like he's you know i i understand this guy's full character like through and through because he it, he wears it on his sleeve he wears it whether he's feeling uncomfortable and he wears it you know so fucking well when he's around his animals that he cares so much yeah. about like he he killed it did, did you uh <laughs> Did you get the Stephen Hawking vibe though from his ticks? Be honest. I didn't see, <laughs> I didn't see uh, that movie. Um, oh really? Oh fuck, dude. That's so a I can't make movie, the comparison. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I started it on HBO one night, really late at night, and fell asleep. Um, so he was, was still, good, huh? he still wasn't uh, parallel. He still didn't have palsy yet, or, or, or yeah, whatever. Let me, uh, let me ask you though, real quick. What? How did you feel? So like I had alluded to the darker themes of the movie and you kind of talked about them a little bit, but the whole second Salem thing and Ezra Miller's character, like, was that not like way darker than you kind of like, I'm, I know I had kind of prefaced for you, but was that darker than you were expecting? Like, were you expecting to be like that serious and, um, and fucking get that real based on the trailers? No. And, um, I will say that the second Salem idea, because you had told me about it, um, was something I was looking forward to uh, a lot about the movie, and it was a cool idea. I thought it was going to be a like I thought the group of Second Salem people was going to be a larger, uh, more threatening group. Um, well, than it was, um, but I still really liked it. I liked that J.K. Rowling throughout her career, um, everything she writes matures as it goes on so like fantastic right. beasts and where to find them like she wrote this for people that were 10 years old when her first book came out um and so now that we're you know 25 to 30 um 
this is a movie for us so the kids can enjoy the animals and haha laugh at the animals and I'm sure they will but they're not going to get a lot of the stuff in this movie they're going to miss a lot of this stuff um yep. and I told somebody I was like this is a movie for kids from like 3 years old to 8 years old and then from 8 to 13 I would probably not recommend that my kid go see the movie because there, yeah. there's some stuff that's a little dark for them that they can comprehend and it could scare them. But then by the time they're 13, they can separate fact from fiction and stuff. So then, right. so, so I thought, I thought it was a very well plotted, very well written thing from J.K. Rowling. And, and I have to allude before you get to that, uh, you were going to get to some spoilers you had mentioned, but um, there, the rounding up scenes to me of the animals. Oh, oh, hold on. Back before I go ahead of myself there. I didn't I didn't like the I wasn't a huge fan, I should say, of the what was that thing called? Of what Ezra Miller turns into, the the monster that he was. Um I th- the uh the Obscurious. The Obscurious, yeah. The Obscurious to me I I get it and it was a driving force. I just think visually it bothered me because it was like a cloud of mist. Um, and it's right. and it was that same thing from Lost where like you see this mist monster for years and you invest in like what is the mist monster? And that's legit. And it's kind of underwhelming. Yeah, that's legit. All it is is a mist monster. And this is what he was. It was a mist monster that killed and destroyed things. But at the end of the day, if you just simplify it, he was like a mist monster. And, and that just wasn't that scary to me. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I thought he was going to take on like a scarier form at some point, And that's why I was like, hell yeah. But uh, Ezra Miller killed the moments transforming into this very out of control, magical creature that didn't understand what he was or how to contain that. Um, and how I about that fucking haircut too, dog. Dude, that that was the, the bowl cut with bro, no sideburns. Bro. That shit was the real deal. Holyfield, bro, I'm gonna get that faded up next time I go. <laughs> Dog, you need to tell Cole. <laughs> yeah, be like, hey Cole. Yeah, what do you want this time, Danny? Fuck my life up, dog. <laughs> and like, and like, I'm looking for that Ezra Miller special. Yeah, that's what he's going to give you. That was the best haircut he's since. He's going to take one look and be like, I'll do that shit for free. If got you're you, fam. Yeah, no, for, Cole probably would too. Uh, but uh, the that was the best haircut I've seen since No Country for Old Men. Like, <laughs> shit was fucked up, dude. Um, but aside from that, um, the rounding up scenes of the monsters, most of them, I thought were very magical and fun. I liked the Ron Perlman cameo. That was cool. Um, yeah. And, Tell me that thing didn't look just like Ron Perlman. It, <laughs> essentially, at first, I had the same reaction you did, even though you told me about it. I was like, hold up. Oh, that's Ron Perlman. Um, <laughs> and um, my favorite rounding up scene was the zoo when they're trying to get that, the slash Central Park, where they're trying to yeah. get that rhino thing. And he yeah, puts like, Jacob in those fucking Quidditch pads or whatever. <laughs> and, and fucking, he, he's like, why do I need this? Yeah, he's, like, he's fucking running around in Quidditch gear. Um, it, it's oh, That scene was hilarious to me. Um, but um, yeah, very magical, dark. Um, everything is a 20, 20 years past Harry Potter fan. Um, I, I was about it. Probably the best movie of the entire Harry Potter series. There's probably Harry Potter fans that are like that's blasphemous but like look david yates did the latter half of the harry potter series he did this movie um 
and this movie catered to me on various levels, including performances. So like, my hat my hat is off to David Yates. But um, what was your what was your spoiler question or whatever? Um, well, first of all, I I I wouldn't be surprised if Second Salem comes back up in the future movies. Like, because I feel like the way that they left Grindelwald off is that like, obviously he's like this underground evil like leader. Um, and so he's going to have an underground following. And obviously I think second Salem is going to have like this bad reputation about them now that, you know, Ezra Miller turned out to be the fucking, you know, miss monster, as you said. Yeah. Um, so I think that, I think that you'll see them, you know, you, and maybe I'm reaching here, but maybe they'll like kind of, you know, you know, take a step back and kind of go underground themselves. But I wouldn't be surprised if you see a second Salem kind of like rise to power as Grindelwald finally starts to rise to power himself. Yeah. Cause that, I mean, event and it's inevitable. I mean, we know that that's what's going to happen um, leading up to like Dumbledore. Yeah. Kind of and him down, I don't see how really, I, you know, I don't want Newt Scamander to go away. I hope they use him to tie the series together, maybe in the next movie, but like, I don't know about five movies of just Newt Scamander, like that's a well. Weird they said trajectory. they said the the next one, it's not going to concentrate on, on just on him. Like he's not going to be the uh, you know the star of all of future movies, which I think is smart because, like you said, he he's not uh, he's not invested enough. He's invested in his creatures, and you yeah. know, and that's he's not on a mission to save the fucking world. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. Like he just happened to stumble into it this one time. And so I don't think you can make a movie where he stumbles into it four more fucking times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he can't just continue to have that. That would be, well, you know, kind of dumb. Did you see this thing? And if you didn't, I think you'll like this. Um, the, the guy that played Dumbledore in the first two movies, um, uh-huh. his son is an actor who, if you saw his face, you'd be like, oh, I, I recognize him. He's a British actor, obviously, um, that's been in a number of things. Um, and they asked him if he would be willing to play young Dumbledore because he's the closest Ooh. thing they have to like it. being a clone of Dumbledore. Uh, obviously, right. he's not doesn't isn't going to look exactly like the guy that played Dumbledore in the rest of the movies. But I I don't give two shits because it was a guy with a beard covering his face. Um, so if <laughs> if they bring him in to play younger Dumbledore, um. That would be that would be a cool move. I hope they approach him. He's he that's what he was saying. He was like, um he's like, I haven't even been approached about it yet, so I don't know. Hold on, are you talking about are you talking about uh old dude from Mad Men? Is that, is that him? Is that his son? The I, guy with the glasses that ends up like killing himself. Spoilers if you ain't seen Mad Men. Um, um You know what I'm talking about? Hold on one second. Because I see I saw like a brief uh, article has something to do with Fantastic Beasts. I want to say it had him on the fucking um, on the headline, but hold on, I'm anyways. I'm literally uh, googling this right now. Um, Richard Harris's son, Richard Harris's son. There we go. Let's find this out. Uh, Jared Harris. Um, he's got two sons. Yeah. That's him, man. That is. He's from fucking yeah. He's from fucking Madman. Yeah, and I saw I saw a headline that said that they were trying to campaign for him to play Young Dumbledore. I had no idea that was his son, dude. Yeah, he's a phenomenal actor, dude. Yeah, I he's fucking great. Loved him in uh, 
in Mad Men in particular, it's the one thing I I'm, mainly re- remember him from. Yeah, I'm trying to remember all the things that I've seen him in. We're here like going off on a tangent. Hey, y'all, bring up your bring up your fucking your IMDb's a thing. Oh yeah, he was fucking Professor Moriarty and Sherlock, um, the the Sherlock Holmes movies. Um, right. Damn, he was in Box he Trolls. He was in Man from Uncle. He's been in a ton of things. He's a great actor. That's it. That's I where I remember him from. He was he was a villain. A villain in Fringe, the TV series, which if you have not seen that, is fucking great series. Oh my god, mm. so good. No, I haven't seen. Um, that. and he was, oh, he was the captain of that boat that Benjamin Button was on in Benjamin Button. But yeah, uh, so <laughs> he he would be a fucking awesome, um, Dumbledore. Yeah. I feel like no, he's he's tight, man. I like him a lot. Um, I just I didn't even know his name till this point, to be honest. But uh. Yeah, that's sweet. I I would love to see him as a young Dumbledore. Um, but yeah, to, so to kind of get into my spoilers a little bit. Uh, well, f- well, before we get too heavy in it, re- I just wanted to ask real quick. Did you notice there was a couple like um, little Easter eggs that I noticed right off rip? But I like the fact that they mentioned um, Horcrux and like and them like being throughout the the um, like the universe, and you actually saw one. Uh, which I found kind of interesting. And then um, Newt Scamander's love interest. Did you catch who that was? Uh, not really. I wasn't paying attention so much to the details as much as I was just enjoying it in the moment. Well, so like they, you know, he, he talks about, they kind of touch on how he had this, uh, this like one true love and then, you know, something happened and yeah. obviously they're no longer together. And so that kind of pushed him towards his animals and that's why he's become so insocial and he's in love with his animals more yeah. so than people. Um, but they do name drop, um, and it was, uh, Lydia Lestrange. Oh yes, um, I did. I did take note of that. Yeah. Which I found super, you know, interesting. Like that's tight that they would that they would connect the two universes. Well, that way. I and really enjoyed that. and if they're gonna con- if they're gonna use him in the future, I feel like that was their. But let's use a Harry Potter term. That was their port key to do so. Oh, uh-huh, look at you, dog! Perfect butthole style. Boom. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was kind of tight. I enjoyed that. So, um, but my my one really my one big question. All right, so this is a. If we haven't spoiled it enough, this is a massive spoiler. So if you don't want to hear this, then just, um, I guess, just kick rocks because this will probably end the rest of our episode. But yeah. Um, so you see Grindelwald at the end of the fucking movie, right? You see yeah. the transformation from, um, from fucking Colin Farrell to Johnny Depp, which yeah. I thought was tight. Uh, once I heard. Johnny Depp was rumored to be in the movie. I kind of started to put the dots together as to how they were going to do it. Yeah. And the one thing that did it for me is to how I put the dots together. And I mentioned, I kind of alluded to this in the last episode, the fucking haircut in the first scene totally fucking ruined it for me. Did that ruin it for you at all? Like, cause as soon as I saw, and, and this seems kind of crazy, but as soon as I saw the back of Grindelwolf's head undercut, fucking blonde crazy haircut and then you see colin farrell's character and he has the same haircut i was like this dude's a fucking bad guy like i knew it right off rip this dude is a bad guy and obviously you get the whole vibe throughout the movie that something's a little off about this character he's obviously got this dark sketchy side to him um but it was just it was a little blatant for me like i don't know if that ruined anything for you usually i'm intuitive about things like that um for me 
because the intro of the movie is Grindelwald um, just showing up and right. about to and battle like, some and, people. But, and you only see the back of his head because yeah. they don't ruin the yeah, fact he, that You John see the back of his head. He draws his wand. Um, and then they cut to the main part of the story. So for the – when I saw Colin Farrell – I can hear you scribbling on something. Um, My bad. So when they cut to Colin Farrell – I didn't make a haircut connection because I was like, "Where?" I was like, "What the fuck was up with the opening scene?" Because it didn't make sense the entire movie. I was just like, "Why did they show Grindelwald for no reason?" Like, he has to appear at the end, um, and I didn't really connect the dots. It was more of a thing where, like, now that I do know, there's dots I connected. Like, he is asking Newt Scamander questions about Dumbledore. Um, yep. and yep. so like now it's like, oh, that makes sense because he has an interest in Dumbledore. Um, and so that stuff was interesting to think back on. Um, but I didn't see it coming completely to be completely honest. Um, and when it did come, I was, it was a surprise that I wasn't like, oh shit, but it was like, oh, okay. Okay. I see. Like, you, like it was one of the surprises that like you, you weren't entirely surprised, but you thoroughly enjoyed it type of thing? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just wished, because if Grindelwald, and maybe he's not that powerful yet, um, I wished that he had given them a battle instead of basically just getting arrested. I know they put that right. shit on him, but I feel like if if Voldemort had been put in the, the rap things or whatever, um, that he would have just been like, Nah, fuck that, and like gotten out, um, <laughs> and like he would have like mind controlled everybody in the room. But like Grindelwald right. was just like, uh, okay, so maybe he wants to get arrested. Um, that's kind of that was almost the vibe that I got, dude. That like maybe he this is all part of some plan that he's got. Yeah, and I don't know if they are going to put him in an American prison or if he's going to be extradited to the UK. Cause if they extradite him to the UK, he's going to go to Azkaban. And if he's in Azkaban, right. then he has reason to go to Azkaban because he can gain a following and then break out. This is hire me. We just stumbled onto some shit. Well, you did really, but can you imagine a fucking like neck premise of the next movie is a prison breakout movie from Azkaban, dude, like about Grindelwald. T- take my movie. Like, it's take like, my money, dog. Take, like, I'm there. Like, take our movie. I'm selling this to you right now, WB. Like, <laughs> take that idea. Because, but could you imagine, like, this dude's in prison, right? And, like, Dumbledore goes to Azkaban to visit this motherfucker. Um, like, can you imagine those scenes? Just, like, Dumbledore and Grindelwald talking. And Grindelwald mm. is, like, having this talk with Dumbledore. And Dumbledore's telling him there's no way he's ever going to get out. And Grindelwald is like, we'll see old friend. Like, just some, like... This menacing, like, I already know I'm going to get out. Yeah, some just badass shit. And then he fucking breaks out of this motherfucker. Um, Oh, man, that would be such a sick movie. Like, I would pay to see that. So they're going to steal our idea now. um, That's cool. And we we won't get paid. Yeah, so we came up with it first. (laughs) You heard it here. Um, (laughs) Well, I, I, I really like the way that... Like the portrayal of him, though, like how he, how he looked, uh, yeah. in particular, like he looked like menacing. I liked his face. He had like that, like I don't want to say black. He didn't have that like Johnny Depp black mask look to him because yeah. that was like over too over the top. But they definitely like 
fucked with him a little bit. They made him look like ghostly and kind of dead. And they gave him like the two different eye colors, which kind of stood out to me. That just in itself, like, looked yeah. evil to me. He, you know? uh,. He looked like an old hipster too. Like I feel like I've seen that guy sitting at the bar at Kickbacks all alone, for sure, and like sure. drinking some dark ass beer because that's the color of his soul. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, so so there is there is our full rounded review and talk of Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Um, so we're a yep, few yep. weeks late, but I know a lot of people that still haven't seen it. So shame on you. Um, if this spoils something for you, that's your own damn fault. But uh, that's right. Um, any shout outs that you need to make this week? Uh, no. Give let's give a quick preview. Uh, tell them because th- next week is going to be kind of another or we're anticipating it being another interview uh, show. Uh, you want to I wasn't necessarily going to bring that up because i mean i want to make sure it's a sure thing but yeah as of right now we are potentially trying to line something up for uh for next week uh special guest um so more on that to come um but yeah if it if all goes as planned i'm kind of excited for it i'm excited for um not only who we'll have on the show but what they'll be promoting is uh is really fucking really sweet i think it's it's i'm kind of looking forward to it so yeah, uh, and then we got we got let's just say uh, we got a couple other things up our sleeves. A couple other things we've been kind of cooking up. You know what I'm saying? We've been in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Cooking some stuff up. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, so uh, yeah, so I'm, we got some exciting things kind of up our sleeves, and I'm I'm uh, looking forward to the future too. I mean, other than that, that's kind of just a shameless plug for ourselves. I don't yeah. have anybody hey, to shout out. Is what it is. Um, um, so I, well, you know you what know, I always. Oh, what were you about to say? Uh, you were you were about to give that line. See, I, I, I see where you're going. I I just want to, of course, real quick, like we always say, I I want to fucking I want to hear more feedback. Like I've heard, like you know, some people like in person and whatnot, you know, tell us what they thought of the show, give us their opinions on some shit. But fucking write us in, like drop us a line, dude. I want to read some shit like on the air. We've had like I've had like a couple of small comments, but nothing really to yeah. like expansive to read i want to like i want some other people's opinions yeah so, if you think that your fantastic uh, beast sequel idea is better than mine then <laughs> then give us an inbox and say yo john like your idea fucking sucks right. uh here's my idea um but um yeah so if you find us on facebook uh twitter instagram uh everything's at the pull network so be uh you know be looking out for that but and, uh, other than that you you were gonna say that you always say one thing i believe oh no i was just gonna say uh a famous wise man uh once told me peace peace this has been a pool network production for your latest dose of movies television and whatever the fuck tune in each wednesday and since we know you just can't get enough don't forget to find us on facebook instagram and twitter for information on new shows and events